So today we're doing an interview with a former member of the World Mission Society Church of God, Jeremy Burgos. If you have been following along with us and the content we've produced on uh, the WMSCOG, then you're probably familiar with that name. Um, Jeremy, we interviewed him a couple years back. We had him um, tell his, his story of how he got into this cult group and then how he uh, eventually came out of it. Um, when we first did that interview a couple years ago, the audio was very uh, terrible. And so it's it kind of made that video almost unwatchable. Um, Jeremy made a couple other shorter videos uh, after that where he just kind of responded to different members questions and, and even accusations against him that were coming in the comments. Um, and so I wanted to get Jeremy back on and to kind of give him a chance again to tell his story and yeah, just to catch up with him um, and kind of get his perspective of where he's at now and kind of now that he's been out of the group for a while to be able to kind of look back and, and sort of share where he's at, um, what's life like after leaving this group and, and uh, any other things that he might want to share with us. And so, yeah, I'm excited to share this conversation with you. I think it'll be really helpful, um, especially for those of you who are current members of the WMSCOG. Um, I think you should definitely listen to this conversation and listen to it objectively. And I, I think you will find it, yeah, helpful and insightful and I think what really you're going to see is that this group is uh, the WMSCOG is a dangerous group. It's something that you don't want to be a part of. And I think Jeremy is going to really uh, explain that. So hope you enjoy this conversation. One of the main reasons I wanted to do this and that this this came to mind is is uh, I was listening to uh, I think it was another interview being done on a separate podcast from a former member. And, and this, this former member, she was sharing her, her story, but she mentioned that your video, the vid I, and I'm not sure which of the three it was, but I, um, I think it was maybe the interview. Um, but she mentioned that yours was the first one that she came across that kind of got her on sort of a trajectory of searching things out more. And she heard things she had never heard before. Um, and so it just made me think, man, you deserve to have your story told in a way where the audio is clear and when we can actually hear it. And so, um, so yeah, that's kind of what I, I wanted at least to start out. And I think, um, I don't have, I don't think either of us have super solid idea of this conversation. So who knows where it's going to go, but I think it'll be, uh, fun and helpful. And, and I just kind of wanted to get your story again. I kind of want to hear your story of how, how you got involved in this group, the world and society, church of God, um, and I think we'll, from there, we'll, we'll just go from there and, and see where we end up. All right. So, uh, yeah, I was going to, uh, college out in San Diego and, um, at that time I was playing football and, uh, I was looking for a church or some type of spiritual life just because there was a lot of stuff going on in my house. Um, you know, ever since I was growing up as a kid, as well as high school and then, uh, actually, my senior year of prom was such a traumatic day for me um, that I'll never forget. And it, it was really a tough time leading up to there. So when I got out to California, um, I went to a Catholic church, St. Joseph, didn't like it. Uh, and then I went to the you know Christian Discipleship Academy for our football team. But our Bible study teacher was, 
Yeah, it wasn't good. He just, yeah, more talking about rap and hip hop, which really didn't correlate with the Bible. And long story short, um, a friend of mine, um, you know, she, she's awesome. You know, I still talk, talk to her. We have a great relationship, still friends, but, um, she invited me to the church. And, uh, yeah, so I went one Saturday and, uh, when I went there, um, you know, at the time I didn't know, but, uh, they prep everybody. Uh, kind of on a background on the person that's coming in. So uh, the first Bible study we did was about Daniel's prophecy. And, um, you know, me being Catholic, they teach that Daniel's prophecy, the mark of the beast, the 666, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, the Cardis Billy DA, yes. that's the Pope, the Roman Catholic Church. So I was shocked because they were showing me this evidence book and I was hooked. And uh, they invited me back the next day. And, uh, you know, looking back at it, it was a lot of love bombing at the start. Yeah, right. So, you know, it's just, and you get that feeling of that love, that warmth, that, you know, looking back at it and reflecting now, I realized like that's like what I was, I was searching for for a lot because I never got that at home. And, and being in athletics and sports that whole time, I mean, it's kind of like a military, uh, you know, like you're yeah. living in coaches yelling, screaming. So you want kind of that, you know, love and that support group. And, uh, yeah, they, they had me, uh, you know, hooked and every single day wanted me to come back. So the next Saturday I got baptized. I brought my friend Charles, his mom, they got baptized. And, uh, yeah, um, I remember the first month, I think I went like 26 or 27 times. Like it was, it was insane. Like every day they wanted me to come back. But at the same time, I was interested in the Bible. I wanted to grow my spirit spiritual life at that time and I thought that was right because I trusted my friend who brought me and they were all so nice so you know sweet and kind and uh yeah I decided to move back home when the missionary Kelly she was caught on a recording uh of uh oh my gosh Cali girl is it you remember Cali girl she puts the donuts in yep the image. yep I know who you're talking about I know who you're talking about yeah so uh I question about something that concerned me at the time and uh they don't teach you before you get baptized uh acts chapter 15 uh verse 28 through 30 28 through 30 about uh, it seemed good to the holy spirit to us that you know we don't burden you without the following requirements yep. you know you are to abstain from so she she brought up acts 15 that's what she brought up in her video no uh to me at that time because i had a question um about one of those four things and uh, okay uh, yeah, so I had a question about one of those four things, um, and uh, she pulls me aside and she's like, "Yeah, do you want to burn in hell? Do you think uh, you know uh, any girl's gonna look that cute when you're both burning in hell together?" And yeah, I was so shook. That was like that was like uh, I think in May, uh, and then I decided I want to go back home to Chicago. I, I, I'm like, you know what? I gotta go home. Like this is not good. Like, and so when I was trying to leave, they were trying to get me to marry that person who brought me she was like yeah you know why don't you guys just get married you can do the gospel work here in san diego so i told her you know she's like my sister and uh even though she's an amazing person i don't look at her like and i don't want to just marry her to marry her and she said well look at me i'm a missionary and my husband's a brother and i'm not attracted to him we do it for the gospel work and (laughs) i couldn't believe those words but anyway, I kind of just laughed. I, I, at the time, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't remember the emotions that I felt. Mm-hmm. I definitely felt confused, but I was like, I'm not marrying her. 
there's no possible chance I'm, I'm 20 years old. So I go back to Chicago and uh, there was one deacon there that baptized me in San Diego. And yeah, when I got to Chicago, we were like best friends. Hit it in and, and uh, yeah, we had a bond that was really strong. And that's what kind of kept me, you know, in there for a while as well as I thought it was right at the time. And uh, then things started to change over time. Um, as soon as, uh, yeah, there was one day, you know, that, uh, I went to go meet up with my ex girlfriend from high school, like, and we weren't dating. It was just friends. We, you know, we're dated for four years. Right. We got Buffalo a while when we saw and in high, yeah, it was, yeah. Anyway, this was after college. And I, uh, I told the deacon, Hey, you know, uh, today I went to Buffalo a while when with my friend, I preached story of the gospel. Maybe she can come and told her who she was to me. And then the next Saturday, the pastor, you know, is calling me in the office. That's why I made to get married. So kind of like to thinking that I'm going to like fall away and like, you know, from the church and things like that. And so I see all these tactics now really kind of open my eyes to what was really going on. You know what I mean? It's when you, it's, there's so much insecurity in this group. That's what I, that's the word I think of when I hear so many of these things of just the insecurity that they're going to lose members or they're they have to do all this stuff oh, yeah. to keep you there it's like they're so insecure about their stability and their <laughs> it's just crazy we have, meetings, we have meetings in naperville all the churches so naperville's group they went um every monday night to you know go over attendance from the sabbath day and if a member didn't come they were asked to go visit them that monday night to see why they didn't come right and we had those meetings on Thursdays for downtown Chicago. And it was always keep in attendance. So like you said, it's insecurities and it's a control thing. It's a control, so we a control. yeah. We want to control what they're doing, where they're at. We want to know what they're doing. Yep. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that's uh, that's why they, you know, always want them in the church. So after, you know, that happened, uh, the deacon that I was really, I was really close with left. A new deacon came and the rules just completely changed. You know, that's when we started to take attendance. That's when, like, you know, we had the, all these meetings happening and a lot of gossip started happening in the church. So distinguishing between good and bad brothers. So, hey, you know, we're going to have the bad brothers over there, the ones who don't preach, the ones who don't, you know, participate on the Sabbath day, the ones who are just on their cell phones during the Sabbath day. And, uh, yeah, whatever they classify as a bad brother, but... I'm pretty sure the Bible says to not judge that brother. Like, yeah. And if a brother were to talk to a sister, you know, then yeah, it would be you know, talking about that. But anyway, so much gossip started to happen and these meetings turned into like, yeah, like talking about what brother was talking to what sister and like what brothers are not doing spiritually well and not coming to preach and, um, you know, which ones we should use for the gospel and build up. So they have this thing called the apple in my eye, which the one brother or sister that has the potential to teach, like to be a teacher and be a gospel worker. So they're able to tithe. They're a town. So you tithe, you give your 10% in your offerings every service. You preach, you uh, bore at least 10 fruits, so brought 10 people um, that are like baptized. Same thing as you, so 10 talents. And uh, yeah, you got through all 50 subjects. You keep every third day, every Sabbath day, every feast. So like, yeah. You got to build like one of those up. That's the apple of the eyes. So uh, I didn't like that because that deacon that came, like uh, all the other brothers were like, they. it was so obvious, the favoritism mm -hmm. over this one brother. Mm -hmm. And I was like, deacon, at least try and hide it. But like, like 
you know, members are coming up to me asking, well, hey, like, why is he getting all the attention and things like that? So a lot of favoritism, a lot of gossip, which are, if you look in the Bible, are things that are said not to do. Right. You know, like, right. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. And so then, uh, you know, it just turned out to be, you know, the meetings were super late. I emailed Pastor, the pastor, actually, when I officially left and I read it. About five months ago, a friend of mine did an oral history on me and I like explained everything. And uh, I emailed Pastor and I explained to him that I didn't like how our meetings were at 1030 at night and downtown Chicago and sisters got to take the train home. It's dangerous, you know? Yeah. So anyway, um, then the final straw that happened with me was when uh, I was asked to go to Wisconsin and uh, to cover up the sex trafficking that was going on. And uh, because my dad was a cop and my brother's a cop, they thought I could do something. But yeah, so we go up to Wisconsin and uh, we meet with the police department because all these tweets are going around that the Church of God is like sex trafficking. Yep. And when I was a part of that, I was, there, was, there was no involvement in my nature. Right. I, there's, yeah, it's just yeah. I think that's, a, that's definitely a rumor as far huge, as I know. Yeah, yeah. huge rumor. But the, the thing was, what the cop told us was, you know, why didn't you guys let us know you were coming? And you guys are asking people to come into a minivan, right. asking them to drink wine. Right. And one of the kids was, uh, was like autism, like, uh, yeah, mentally, you know, challenged. And yeah, so the mom called the cops and there was a bunch of, they, they said they had like, I think like 12 to 20 calls. I forgot. It was like over a dozen calls mm-hmm. about the church of God. Yeah. And so yeah, their, met- their methods are, are creepy. Yeah. And when we got back, we were asked to like, monitor it. And I'm like, okay, you know what? If we're really the truth, like let people say what they want. Like Jesus was, well, how many names was Jesus called? Yeah. Especially when he was flapping the right. face, when yeah. he was being crucified. And did he say a word? Was he concerned about his public image? And did he, he no. didn't have PR guys going around, yeah. <laughs> you know, covering for him and like making sure people weren't saying the wrong things. And yeah, yeah. right. Think about it. If that was the case, Jesus would have went to the Roman emperor and tried to be friends with him. All the Roman soldiers, the right. Roman empire was the key. The- yep. Well, he would have been hanging out with the Pharisees because he would have, I mean, those oh, yeah, were the guys. Yeah. Well, the Ro- Roman. I politically, yeah. though. I guess politically. Yeah, yeah. Because the Church of God thinks they're the truth. So yeah, right. The point is that, like, why why are they so concerned with their image? Like you're saying, if they're the truth, it, it goes back kind of, I guess, to the insecurity thing. And and I wonder, you know, I, I think I think a lot of members, I know at least the, the members we've interviewed who have come out, would immediately acknowledge and recognize that there is that, that insecurity that they, yeah, they have to, I mean, I mean, this is, this is what, what the WMSCOG suing people comes down to is the same thing is like, they're so concerned with what people think and what their image is. And, and it's like, why, why, why are you so concerned with that? If you're the truth. And the, the interesting thing too, is they always quote, that verse, what is it out of Acts? That like, if this is, if this is of God, then if this is from God, then let them, but it's like, wait a minute. Like, it seems like what their mouths are saying that they're quoting that scripture from Acts that, well, if this is from God, Acts 538, uh, what, what does that say? Do you know what that says? says, uh, I want to make sure people know what I'm talking about. Men men of, I forgot what city, like leave these men, men alone. For if it's from God, it cannot be stopped. But yes. if it's from Matt, you know what I mean? Like, right. I forgot what town it was from, but like. A common yeah, common that, argument, yeah, that they use. And like, I don't understand, like, why they're so, like, hooked on that. Like, uh, 
I don't know, uh, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I was going to also bring up, um, as far as, uh, you know, another thing that, like, uh, that I really didn't like a lot, too, uh, within the church, um, you know, was the uh, not allowed to talk to people when they leave the church. We're forbidden to do that. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I was caught, not yeah, like, I was caught. Caught. Yeah. yeah, I got rebuked so bad from the missionary yelling at me on the Sabbath day. And like two brothers went to go tell on me. And I'm like, what Like, what are you guys doing? Like, I was a leader at that time, too. So it wasn't like I was just a member. I'm like, you guys are like telling on me like we're like in middle school. Right. And so, uh, yeah, the missionary started yelling at me. And why are you talking to him? You have no business talking to him. Uh, he's not holy and like started making up these lies. And then uh, the pastor also lied to me about his situation as well, because like they didn't know this. If I went to go visit him like uh, a month, like uh, before pa- Pastor Brett had talked with me about a seminar and asked if I still talked to that person. And I said, yeah, I still talk to him. And then he didn't ask me what we talk about. He just, well, no, he, he asked uh, prior to that, like uh, a different time, what we talk about. And I said, Bitcoin. And, uh, he said, why are you talking about that? Like, it's, it should be, uh, you know, holy. Right. But then uh, the next time, just uh, making up a bunch of false, like, accusations about him. And I visited him a month before, and all those were lies. I saw his situation. He was he was thriving. Like, house, car, like, he's he's got a secure job. Happy, mm-hmm. like, and they're trying to say he's, like, struggling, miserable, and doesn't, you know, he's financially struggling. And, like, yeah, it just didn't make sense to me. So I was trying to plan my leave after that, and uh, yeah, missing my like now not being allowed to go to my brother's wedding um, because it was on the Sabbath day. They said, uh, you know, can you keep service? And the the church was two and a half hours away from the wedding, so missing that was really like uh, mm. it really sucked. I can never take that back. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it's and that's an important event for him. You know, do you feel like? Did this group, besides that, did it impact your relationship with your family in any other significant ways? So relationships, yeah, yeah, relationships. My family is we're we're so close that no matter what, uh, my they all came to study. My mom did not agree with it at all. Yeah, she actually studied, she studied with the guy that I went to like that I've been talking about. Okay, we're all cool now, but like at the time, no, no, no. But my mom said, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, you know, it's up to you to decide what you want to believe. Like, yeah. that's how supportive we are of each other. But she always asked me, Jeremy, are you happy? Are you happy? She always would ask that because she saw I was not happy. Mm-hmm. You know, I became a robot. I was not myself. Yeah. And it was this constant fear, anxiety. Yeah. I literally, I got diagnosed with PTSD, extreme anxiety, mm. depression, paranoid personality disorder. Like it's like, mm. that's what they did after that. But So that's, that's something that I think maybe I, I want to focus or just, just emphasize that for a moment, for a moment for members in this group and for, for, for members who have maybe recently left the group that it's what Jeremy just described. That's, I think that's normal. It's normal this group is emotionally abusive. You may not see it, you may not recognize it, but when you come out of it, what what happens and what they do to your mind, to your emotions, and 
it's it's abusive and and so but I say that say it's okay. I mean, you got through it. You had those experiences and you got through it. You're here today. I think there's probably so many people who um are feeling a lot of that same stuff. And I'm sure you can say from experience how terrible and difficult it is. So maybe speak speak into that maybe just for a moment. Sorry, I cut you off there, but I just think that's an important thing to no, mention real quick. I, I would love to be open about my journey as far and I'm gonna be open and honest because at the end of the day, like uh, it's it's it really stinks when you leave. You think you're all alone and you don't know what to do for the first Sabbath day you're you know, you don't go. You, you, you may feel like you're going to go to hell or yeah. that the world's going to end at that moment. But, um, yeah, after I was diagnosed with that, um, I, I started having a lot of night terrors. I couldn't sleep. And uh, I was very anxious. I felt like someone was following me. They can they, you know, they know where I live. They can come at any time. And, uh, yeah, actually, the pastor did try to come the first day I didn't go. So, like, after that, I was like, really really paranoid and uh and then my my business got sent a bunch of hacks and there was a bunch of comments saying that i'm going to hell and so like that's scary to me you know what i mean i'm sure that you from mm-hmm. seeing your videos your instagram and yeah. youtube as well as the other i can relate to that a little bit yeah <laughs> every other thing is being hacked like how is that possible I yeah mean, not bad fruit but I'm not, I'm not making any accusations either. I'm not because there's no facts, but yeah. it's just a big, big, big coincidence. But um, so, yeah, um, I didn't want to go. I didn't want to leave the house. Uh, I would go to the office uh, and start working online. But at the time, like uh, I, you know, the doctors, they wanted me to give me these medications and the prescriptions they were going to get. I declined because of the opioid crisis. I did not want to do that. And uh it's crazy. One of my friends from high school, I was filming like downtown Chicago and he was riding his bike. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, met up again and he, he taught me a lot of different forms of meditation and trusting within myself and, uh, show me a lot of different breathing techniques that helped me throughout the way and, uh, starting to do that. And I thought it was good. I thought I was good until I tried to, you know, and this is for everyone else that's out there. Uh, and, uh, and one, yeah, for everyone else that's out there, like, you know, trying to get back into a relationship or trying to let anybody close to you, it sucks. It's tough. Like, for example, I don't know, like, Jordan, you just mentioned your mind. It's mm-hmm. just not the same. So, it's, and this is where the PTSD comes into. It's a, it's a constant, uh, it's a constant program in your mind of that emotion that's attached to the experience mm-hmm. in your mind that happened during that time. Mm-hmm. So as soon as this person lied to me, I felt deceived. It was a it was a big lie too, and I felt deceived. I felt betrayed. I felt everything from back in the church, and my mind went back to that experience that this is happening all again, and I couldn't get over it. I could not try. I couldn't look at the person the same, and it's crazy. And then yeah, like I, like yeah. At the end of the day, like I, I you know, it didn't work out, but like I, I realized that that's you know that wasn't me. Like uh, I didn't have that issue before. Right. Of not having those big the trust issues. But now I have really big trust issues because I feel like, okay, are you up to something or are you going to try and trick me into something? Right. Like I think very analytically. Yep. And if it doesn't make sense to me, then I, I, yeah, <laughs> I need the facts or I just, I, I don't, I don't want to associate. It's weird. And I was never like that. 
I, I, I want to change that, of course. I want to have my heart open again. But, um, and I feel like it is, but as soon as, like, but completely to give that compassion if something does happen like that, mm -hmm. to forgive and not just like, hey, I'm done with it. I'm just like done, you know? But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you change as a person afterwards. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not, yeah, it's not something that was before. So, like, like you said, and, uh, the anxiety attacks at night, um, yeah, I was even hospitalized. Um, yeah. Wow. Just extreme night terror. Yeah. Wow. It was like, uh, I didn't get stitches in my arm. I didn't know what was going on. I mean, just like an anxiety attack with just going on. And yeah, so the church, yeah. I explained to the therapist and uh, the doctors of everything I was going through at that time. And, uh, yeah, they said, yeah, all from the experiences that I had there, it was very traumatic. Yep. So, wow. Emotionally. That, that's intense. That's yeah. intense. But I think it, it hopefully is encouraging to others experiencing similar things to know that they're not, they're not alone. I think, and there's, um, and it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them too. I think is a big thing that this is that I think there's real wounding, real damage done internally that this group does that is going to take time to heal. Yeah. And I think the biggest advice I can give, like based on what you just said is to give that time to yourself, you know, find the things you love to do, but, I highly encourage to listen to positive affirmations throughout the day. So either once or twice throughout the day about loving yourself, just positive self affirmations, because a lot of the members, as you can see on your comments, you know, well, where's the truth? Where do I go? Who's going to give me the answers? Mm -hmm. Like everyone's looking mm -hmm. for someone else to do it for them. When at the end of the day, you know, everyone should trust in themselves first so that their heart can be open to receive that message. But if you're, Kind of, you know what I mean? I, you, you, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, instead of, you know, what it, asking, where should I go? You know, yeah. have that open heart and have that positive affirmation, you know, within throughout the day uh, to get that self healing going for yourself. Yeah. That's well, I think, I think this group instills in your mind such a, a self hatred almost like a, uh, uh, I think one of their initial things that they'll try to do is just make you almost feel guilty for existing, like guilty oh, for, yeah. for what you had, to, you made mother and father have to sacrifice for you and you got to do all you can do to pay them back, pay them back for their grace. And, and, uh, I think, and, and this isn't, you know, I, I, I think this can be the case even in not just the WMSCOG, but different religious circles or, or some Christian groups, as a whole of, of just overemphasizing the, the badness, how bad, how bad you are, how sinful you are, how evil you are, how angry God is at you. And, and I think yeah. we forget, we forget the, the simple basic truths of God's love and something you said, like, like loving yourself. I think Jesus said to love your neighbor as yourself. And so I don't think you can love other people, I don't think you can be a normal functioning human being unless you learn to be okay and like who you are. And it seems like this this group makes you just feel guilty for being a human being almost. And like you well, have to feel yeah. fearful and afraid and like 
like God just doesn't like you. And, and uh, I, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot of, I think, twisted thinking. Um, and so I think, I think ultimately if, if people can learn to know that's not God, that's not how he sees people, um, to learn how to know what God actually think, what thinks, what he's actually like so that you can like yourself and know that, man, I'm, 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 made well like i'm i'm good i have a purpose i have i have uh i'm i'm unique i'm special and i don't know just just that that thing that jesus says love your neighbor as yourself yeah. and i think so, this group teaches you to not love yourself so how can you love others <laughs> you brought me to like a whole bunch of like experiences from there from you know the beginning as far as teaching that we were kicked out of heaven for sinning against god and then secondly, you know, if a brother missed a third day or Sabbath day or didn't come for preaching, you were rebuked and they, you know, felt guilty. Well, what were you doing? You don't want your blessings. You don't want to go to heaven. Yeah. Or if you don't tithe, or you don't, you know, you don't want the blessings. So it's always this guilt, the guilt trip. You know? yeah. Exactly. So that's why. And also the Brown Book, General, I'm sure you have it there. General Pastor wrote that, like, you shouldn't come to Zion frowning. And they have a video on yeah. YouTube that talks that's about, right. like, being depressed is a sin. And that's, no, that's actually a medical condition. The chemicals in your brain are literally yes. altered. Oh, scientifically, yeah. Yeah. like, yeah, scientifically speaking, he is, like, that is the most false, like, video I've ever seen when it comes to dealing with depression. He is not a psychologist or a doctor to be yep. making any of those type of claims at all. Yep. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm very serious about that. No, that's good. That's that's actually. I just recently listened to. I I, I was mentioning another interview with a former member, and that's uh, part of her story. She was sharing about in her life. She's going through depression, like she's just having this season of life of depression, and just. Uh, I think a lot of it was probably caused by this group, but she was rebuked for it. I think a couple times, like like, why are you showing up and putting on a sad face for others? Like you should. And it's, it goes it goes right back to the insecurity thing of like they're worried they're more worried about what it's making them look like than the pain and suffering that that you or her or anybody else is experiencing. Um, it's it's just like this detachment from humanity. It's like you they detach. It, it, they're like ro- I mean it's like robotic. Like you said, you you just it's like empathy, like true sincere empathy is like just completely squelched it's like it's not there um no not at all and it's just very unfortunate and and also like members are not allowed to talk to each other or hang out outside right which is bizarre yeah about their problems if you if you if you have an issue you need to schedule a pastor it's in the brown book too you know like it literally is written yeah. You're supposed to talk with a leader about your issues and that's when the leaders will gossip about it and talk about it with everyone else so like, it's not like it's being a secret. Right. So like, I don't know. It's it, it, it's really sad to see that. But at the same time, I think that's that's just like really bad for somebody to do to like. First of all, that's just like that sermon is just so like sick, like to the point where like he's just making them feel guilty, and it's there's no facts behind what he's saying. It's just mm-hmm. all like him talking. But no, like it's actually a medical, like your brain is kind yep. of changed. Like I don't, I don't And it's know. like, yeah, to, to be speaking to a crowd of people who like, like in personally too, having struggled with times of depression and anxiety and things like that to 
to be sitting in a crowd listening to a man that you trust, you trust as, as having some form of like a connection with God, like this guy is going to give you the truth of God. And for them to not only not empathize or, or, or show any sort of compassion toward your sincere struggle and pain, but to make you feel guilty and like there's like to make you feel even worse about it. Because now not only do you have this depression that you, you don't know why, you don't know why you feel this way, you don't know why you can't get over it, but now you're make, you're made to, you're kind of like reinforced that it's your fault, it's your sin, it's because of how bad you are and you better get it under control. And it's just like, th these are the kind of things when I hear these things makes me keep doing these videos because it starts yeah. to make my blood boil. I wouldn't even trust that guy to begin with. Like, I mean, he, this guy, like, there, his channel that's posting like ten to fifteen videos a day. Mm -hmm. If you guys literally search the World Mission Society Church of God and in the filters, type newest videos every day. They're bumping out ten to fifteen to try and push down the other videos. But they're like, okay, they're buying views off of online, and mm -hmm. so a little bit of background about me. I've done social media, you know, since shoot, 20, 2014 was when I was introduced to it. Um, but I helped out from like 2009. I wasn't fully in until 2014. So learning about analytics, YouTube, social media marketing, uh, different types of web development uh, softwares. But I really love analytics. Mm -hmm. And there's different softwares that you can access publicly. Uh, just go to socialblade.com, type in the, just copy and paste the general pastor's sermon. And I'll show it right here on the screen as well. Like just taking the phone really quick. Yep. But uh, yeah, so I just want to show that this is their channel. Uh -huh. So this is the Church of God Pastor Kim Jewel sermon. Yep. Uploads 5,000, 113,000 subscribers, 31 million views. But are those all, all real views? Why well, we picked it? Well, yeah, I mean, you can look as well too. their estimated, uh, you know, you know, video views, but all time, this section right here, weekly video views gained for Church of God, Pastor Jake, you know, and if you look at here at this dip starting back in 2018. Yep. That's that's, yeah, you see that dip right yep. there, but check out this dip right here. So that's minus what is that? 133,156 video views. That's minus 66,398 views. That's minus 37,068 views. Yep. That's minus 222,000. You get the point. Right. Look at all these views that are being subtracted. That's the one's 375,000. So explain what that means that there's a uh, subtraction of views going on there. So Google, okay. Like Google's AIs, like like their API is amazing. Like first of all, and they can detect different types of bots and different types of social media marketers, uh, you know, to kind of boost their social status or their clout, as you can say. They will develop these uh, social media panels where you can go online and buy fake views. And you can do this on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. But you can go on and purchase. Fake just to make yourself look bigger that's it yeah. Be, like I, yeah i'm i'm like that's the worst thing you can possibly do to your channel that's why even though he's bumping out all those videos none of them come up on like the actual most popular like maybe at the start like yours okay. does right yeah my yeah yeah exactly because <laughs> i know like 
I did that for one video just to test and show. Yeah. And like that video is what almost two years ago, and it's still like yep. up there. So like. So what I'm saying there is like if you search WMSCOG or World Society Church of God, Jeremy's video, I think either I don't know which one is the. He switches. It'll switch like one through three. So it's what YouTube will do. It'll feature the videos at top. So okay. So, so yeah, they install cookies and YouTube, they have the record of every video you watch, the time, everything, all the data on you. And based on your previous videos, they will feature a certain one next based on that in the yep. top three. So, uh, but yeah, when you subtract video views, that means they were not real views. Hmm. YouTube will not take away 375,000 views. And then another day, 250,000 views. And then another day, 175,000 views. So members, your money that you're tithing is going to purchase fake YouTube. <laughs> wow. So so the subtraction, what that subtraction means on that graph is that YouTube is the one taking those views away. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Google has the, yeah, Google owns YouTube. So yeah, Google, so, they'll have like okay. a bot crawl. They'll have a bot crawl to see like, okay, is this like a real view? No, this is not. So they're going to subtract that from your channel. A, a, a actual good channel like will not have views subtracted. subtracted. Uh, none of the yeah. videos, I, none of the channels I've ever worked with has video views subtracted. Yeah. Not one. Unless, yeah, I'll so, do research and I can easily spot yeah. if someone's buying things. Yeah. So, so we can't make the, you can't make, the yeah. accusation right. of that they're using the tithe money for that specific purpose. But what we can say is that they're using money to purchase big YouTube right. videos. Yeah. Where that's coming from, I have no idea. Yeah. But yeah, that I just wanted to say that so that's, that yeah, interesting. I don't get sued. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I don't want to be sued. Yes. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying that's, that. That's one that's one possible explanation of what's happening anyways. Um, exactly. That's just an assumption. That's my opinion. That is not fact. That is just my opinion. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's just interesting, like yeah, any person that's running like marketing that's actually in business knows like that's the worst thing to do. They're gonna punish you for that. So mm -hmm. like, <laughs> yeah. So it's it seems it seems like that. I mean, and we keep coming back to this, but it it just goes right back to where we started again of just insecurity, insecurity and like just trying to make themselves look better, worried about their public image, and. Yeah, you just I think it's just worth asking the question if this is the church of God, this is the only church in the world with the truth, why so much insecurity like this? Um Yeah, and and let me ask you another question like how like uh based on the insecurity thing, you know what I mean? But uh how are all these views coming when members are told not to go online? You know what I mean? Like let's think yeah. about that. And when all these videos are posted like immediately are all the same comments from the same people. So like members, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can access this website and see yourself. People are trying to say that the, the, the way back machine was a fake website. Fake, and that yeah. part. Like, I'm like, no, like, look, like access they can go to it themselves. Right. Yeah. That, that's literally a website yeah. of all the archive histories. Yeah. Of web pages yeah. ever touched online. That's not like, something made up yeah <laughs> like that's it if you think it's made up just go look at it yourself yeah that's that that's like literally the next best thing before accessing the dark web so there's the dark net the dark web the deep well there's the dark one the deep web and the deep dark net but 
way back machine, that's like not, that's not either of those. That's still the World Wide Web. But that's like the closest thing to be able to look at history by seeing all these archives. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, okay. So you, you left the WMSCOG um, and you had a time and maybe you're still having times of, of dealing with that and recovering and healing. Um, so tell us maybe again, and I think maybe you kind of mentioned it, but what, what was, do you feel like is kind of the main things about the group that you saw that you recognized that made you leave? What, what? So I'll start off with number one is like deception up front the lies immediately when we're on campus or we're going like door to door we're told not to say we're from the world mission society church of god we're telling people from melchizedek bible study club when we don't even have a club or anything on campus and we're told elohim like elohim academy there's no such thing as that so we're being deceptive up front Mm -hmm. and why are we not preaching on someone's name you know, back in the Bible, they all preached the good news about Jesus, right? Right. Jesus came, like, be baptized in the name of Jesus. No, we need to, like, study with them, build their faith. Like, it just didn't yeah. make sense. And then to get nut, yeah. So anyway, the deception lies up front immediately when preaching to people. Also, the, the gossips that were happening within the church were just not there. And then also the teachings are not true. I literally confirmed that. With the third day served, like the third day was the first strike for me. Like (laughs) there was like a Jewish person that straight up was like, yeah, that doesn't mean Tuesday. That's the third day from when they touched the dead body. (laughs) That was like, honestly, kind of really funny, but (laughs) looking back at it, you know, but uh, yeah, then we had to change the way we taught it that we had a whole meeting about it. And although, and then this one sister was like confused, just like me me and her were the only ones like, wait, so like, we're going to act like we weren't just teaching this a completely different way. Like technically we're false prophets. We were teaching this wrong and just going to forget about it. Yeah. yeah, That's, and that's what they do. They're just like, Oh, we never taught that. As soon as you bring out evidence, right. It's just, you know, with the Queens award saying they're the only church that won it. It's all about this 2012 prophecy. I mean, yeah, you know, the end of the world. It's like, like, Oh, well, we never, we never prophesied that 2012 was the end of the world. And, yeah, no, it's. Yeah. Or, well, Aung San Hong did, but I, we'll just cut yeah. those chapters out of the book so people don't know about it. <laughs> and then, uh, and then lastly, you know, finding out like that, uh, you know, first of all, mother, like I, I went there in like 2016, it was, or tw- yeah, tw- I think it was 2016, and everyone was crying, and I, I didn't understand why, to be honest. Like I was observing that situation, and I just like didn't cry. And it's that emotional like abuse that I saw there. And I was used in Korea, like to be in the front of all these pictures. I was this like white, like guy there in this gray suit that they brought to the front all the time, mm-hmm. talking to newspapers and he had to do a, like a, a, a freight ignorance to like mother and all these people. And like, yeah, I don't know. She had no idea why my hands had calluses is either. She touched my hand. My hands have calluses is from lifting from football, you know, right. lifting weight. So, oh, well, why are, what are these? Like, why, why, why do you have these? Yeah. So uh, can I stop? I'm sorry. Every, every member testimony, that's one of the most fascinating aspects of this whole thing to me. 
um, and, and about people's story. Well, it's it's those those moments of meeting this Korean woman who members are devoting their lives to praying to, right? Would you, you would pray to mother. This is what I wanted to bring up too. Thanks for bringing that up. Why do they have a Bible study that's savior of each stage and the new name, right? Right. And we're supposed to pray to that new name on song home. Right. Why do we not pray to Zangil Ja and her name? Why, uh-huh. why are we not? But you don't. No, no, no one does. No one in the church does. Nobody. Okay. So how does that, why, why on song home? But they say the spirit and the bride are the saviors, you know, in right. the age. But they never pray to Zangil Ja. They only pray to Heavenly Mother, the Queen of Heaven, like, yeah. which is in the Bible as a whole. You know, right. It's not, not a positive I, thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they don't pray to the name of Mother. So when I did, when I was in the church, it would be like, Oh, Father, uh, Ansan Hong and Heavenly Mother. Okay. In Jerusalem. Okay. New Jerusalem. There we go. Heavenly okay. Mother, New Jerusalem. But so you would, you would, you would personally, like, in, would you, like, in your own personal time, Say prayers to mother, or only at prayer time. I okay, do it. I'm so busy. Okay, like, I can, yeah. But. Well, I mean, I, I brought that up just because, again, like that that aspect of like these members who are under this idea, this teaching that this is God in the flesh, and then that moment where you meet her, and she doesn't know in this case what either what calluses are or why you have them on your hands. She doesn't, she didn't know why I had them. Yeah. Like, did she know your name? Did she know? No. I mean, so just that, that whole aspect of it would just be like, I'm an analytical guy. Like even with my faith, like I, I rethink my faith every day. I'm like, do I really believe Jesus rose from the, do I really believe this stuff? And at the end of the day, I have to look at the, like, if I don't see that there's substantial evidence to back this up, like this, this is something I feel like I can take to the bank historically, then I'm going to, I'm not going to follow it. I don't think God wants me to. I don't think he wants us to throw our brains in the trash can. And so I guess it's just like, I wonder what goes through members' minds when they, when they meet her. And it's just, do you, you, do you want to tell me, you want me to tell you what a lot of members say? And why yeah, maybe, members? maybe explain that. Like everyone was like crying. I'm like, I, I feel so guilty of what I did in heaven. And the deacon that like, he, he was the one that me and, him, me and him were close and everything. He was like, brother Jeremy, you know, at the end of the day, if you go there and you don't cry, don't feel bad. You don't have to cry, but there's going to be a lot of people that are crying in all, like all the videos, like of the church they show. It's all members crying when they meet mother like, yeah. to make them feel guilty. It's every single time. And so they'll be, oh, I feel so sorry for the sin you did in heaven. Like, how can I repay her for love and sacrifice? It's like, what has she done? This is just what people are repeating. We're all repeating the yeah. same thing right. over and over again. Yeah. It's like it's physically impossible for somebody to sleep three hours a day at her age at 76, 77. You know, how does she Well, she's been caught sleeping in the middle of services. I don't know if you've heard those stories. Oh, yeah, I fall asleep. Like, yeah, that was happening when I was there. (laughs) When I met her afterwards, like, to be honest, she sounds like Moses or something. Yeah, she sounds Moses, you know, like hardworking hands or something like that. I forgot what she related it to. But I went, like, right back to the service, like, not service, but there's something going on, some of that. It was like a, te- it wasn't even long. It was like 30 seconds tops, I would say. And uh, it's very basic replies. Like, God bless you, bear Mary, good fruit, be a good gospel worker or something. Like, 
she just doesn't know anything about you. She right. doesn't know what calluses. Yeah. She just didn't know why I had calluses. You would know, like, yeah, I don't know. You would, you would you sure know. think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. But yeah. what can you do, right? Like, uh, I mean, what can you do is, like, realize that she's not gone. She's not gone, yeah. Like, yeah, even uh, just a quick side note about her as well. Like she, like if members are in the Florida area, Georgia, you know, when the hurricane hit, what was it, two years ago, there was one brother who messaged his, you know, dad about mother sending all of the brothers from Florida to drive up to Georgia because the hurricane's going to hit Florida. I have two brothers in Florida. I was in contact with him, with them. So the, all of the members of Florida left the church, but time out. If, like let's let's take a break and realize that Zion is the place where you know disasters pass over. Pass over so right. why do you have to drive all the way right. to Georgia if there's yeah. Zion in Florida, guys? Yeah. But yeah, what's even more funny about that story is the hurricane didn't even end up hitting Florida. It like hit Georgia and the Carolina. So it came. Up, it came after him. Exactly <laughs> she told them to go. Wow. So, Flee for safety, and you stuck them right into the disaster. Yeah. So, like, guys, like, this is not God. Like, yeah. Come on, and yeah. like during coronavirus and other things, just you know, like Zion closed, and mem- not all members keeping Passover, but yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, there's a lot of yeah, a lot of uh, clear signs that this is this is a group that you need to stop and think about think about these things and realize. There's just too many issues to to hold on to this faith. Yeah, on some home, there's no proof that he ever testified about mother. Like they use a picture that he took with mother at mother's wedding. Mm-hmm. First of all, it wasn't even like their wedding. The members don't even know that members actually like. There was some guy on YouTube on one of the videos. Like he was like bashing me big time, but he didn't even know that mother and Hansung home were actually not married. Ansung Hong had a separate wife and mother had a separate mm-hmm. husband. Ansung Hong passed away before he has four children. Mother left her husband to become God the mother and her, she divorced his husband. But the Bible says God hates divorce. Right. So like, yeah, guys, like you, get, you just got to do your research. Like the, and that's the thing that's so sad about members is like, yeah, they want to come on and bash on YouTube and stuff, but like, why not just, why not research? Why not just yep. like look to see what I'm saying is true or right. look at the screen where I provide the evidence like yeah. as well or everyone else that's showing. So yep. And there's there's a lot of I think more and more material coming out um that's really helpful. I I've been recently going to a, another website. I know there's the uh what is it? examining the wmscog.com of course, but then there's Another one, I think I'll have to find the address and maybe put it in the description of the video, but it's something, finding ongsonghong.blogspot or something like that. Is know that if, a new one? I, I don't, I think it's been around for a while, but I was just looking at it today and it and uh, and actually in contact with uh, the person writing the articles on there. And, and it has a lot of good um, rebuttals of the prophecies and just, it's just like a step-by-step walkthrough of, um, what was neat is that it's not only a rebuttal of their arguments, but it's it's a rebuttal of their rebuttals to the rebuttals against it. If that makes sense. So That's it's like awesome. it kind of yeah. goes in deeper and like and and it answers their answers to 
arguments against some of their things. So it goes pretty deep. It has a lot of good stuff on there. So anyways, that'll be I, this. There's just a lot of good information is what we're saying. And uh, yeah. I'll, I'll put that, I'll put links to it in the description of the video, but yeah, do your research. Um, yeah, there's plenty I, of information out there to show what this group is. Yeah, and we're, we're in an age now, it's a digital age. It's only a matter of time where the truth is gonna all be revealed. You know, like the Bible says in due time, the truth will be revealed. Yeah. And they think they're the truth, but like, no, like mother unfortunately is gonna pass away just right. like every human being on this earth. Yep. And they taught that when she's, they taught she's gonna ascend to heaven alive with 144,000. Okay, like that's like fact. They yeah. preached like, and that's in their sermons. But as soon as she passes away, it's going to be another prophecy that and make the members feel guilty, mm -hmm. saying that we were not ready. Right. We're not ready. We need to prepare more time. Yep. But on Sung Hong in his green book that you have, he wrote that the true church can't go past 100 years. This is the last generation. I mean, yeah, it's already been 100 years. He was born in 1918. Right. Like, come on, guys. Come on. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Well, um, I guess tell me, uh, we can kind of try to wrap this up, but tell me kind of where you're at now. You're 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 kind of a little bit farther out away from being in the group than last time we talked, last time we, we did the interview. Oh. And so what maybe as you're looking back, what are maybe some things as you've, you've done more research, you've been out long enough to kind of probably think a lot more about what this group is. Um, maybe give us an example or two of some, like, whether it's, I don't know, whether it's a prophecy or whether it's, uh, what, just an example of things that you see about this group that are just clear signs of what it is. Um, and maybe that, that's kind of pressure, but. No, it's all good. It's, it's all a lie. It's all lie and deception at the end of the day. It's, it's this act to instill fear into the people and to control it's all a mind control thing if you don't do what they want like you know you're going to be rebuked for it and maybe and you're already so sucked into the point where you know you're going to come in and you're going to be love bombed you're going to feel special then they're going to ask more of you start to keep more services start to come to third day and that's going to hey get your sermon book and then afterwards start giving your time so it's all this little next, next, next thing. But from the start, all they, they tell you is keep the Passover and you'll be saved. They don't tell you that you need to keep the seven feasts and three times that you have to wake up at 5 a.m. and be at church, what, 10 days straight at 5 a.m. and 8 p.m., then another seven days straight and another 10 days straight from September to October at 5 a.m. and 8 p.m. And all the other feasts that you have to keep the third day every third day. Day and Sabbath day, you have to give 10% of your income plus offerings and then love offerings to support the church. And then, yeah, you have to bring people into the church to be regarded as a good member. And if you're a sister, you can't talk to a brother. If you're a brother, you can't talk to the sister. So you're controlled in that way too. You're controlled in who you talk to, your relationship. And they teach you, they teach that anyone that's not part of the church of God, they literally say are spiritually dead. Anyone who has not kept the Passover, they use uh, Matthew chapter five. Jesus said, uh, you know, let the dead bury their own dead. Yep. And they, you know, like, uh, yeah, that's 
spiritually dead, those who, uh, you know, don't keep the Passover. So they literally will get you away from the people you love, your family. And, uh, yeah. And then before you know it, you're just hooked in this, this, this cult and you don't know where your life went to and who, how you got in that position in the first place. Mm-hmm. And when you leave the church, you're, you're going to be like, how did I get there? You have all these thoughts racing, these emotions of mad anger and, also, your self-esteem is going to be shot. You're going to feel very insecure. And, and But don't feel that way. At the end of the day, don't like it took me a, a while to realize that. Yeah. But you should never feel that way because we all go through a life journey. Mm-hmm. But don't keep your guard up. It's going to take a, a time to heal. But uh, seek the loved ones that you know were close to you before the church and find someone to talk to, whether that's counseling, but most importantly, like meditation for yourself. You know, like find who you are. That's what I would suggest for sure. That's good. And so you were in the group for four years. Is that right? Is that what you said? Yeah, for like four, four and a half years. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I were I I was like the fastest one to finish all fifty like fifty subjects. Like I yeah, I finished them really fast, and then afterwards bore a lot of fruit of what they say, which mm-hmm. means for a lot of people. And then I was leading uh, yeah the church in the office church in Skokie and uh giving the third day sermons there so i was writing my own sermons giving the, the sermons on third day providing uh you know financially for the building and everything too mm-hmm. and then i was just like i couldn't take it anymore i wanted to i wanted to be free and i yep. felt free and it's gonna come again it's it's crazy how the you know whatever like god the universe works but that deception is gonna come back like to test in some sort of way and don't react in like a way like uh uh you know try and find yourself before that time is what i'm trying to say find out who you are and have an open heart mm-hmm. that's, that's really it yeah. yeah so what what is life like post world mission society church of oh, god what has life amazing. been like amazing <laughs> i love life like i i like i i i don't want to like be like that excited about it but i am excited <laughs> about life uh yeah every day uh i get to do what i want so i would like i i mean it wasn't just the church but i went through a lot of different traumas and very important aspects of my life which was my family with my dad uh spirituality with the church uh business with this former guy of mine a relationship with the previous person i was with and it was just at the end of the day when you see the consistent pattern at the end of the day, you have more compassion and understanding to kind of just like laugh it off and be who you want to become. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've been able to, uh, you know, start my own business. Uh, actually, you know, second one now online that's very successful. Uh, bought myself a new car, which is like really exciting. And uh, yeah, I'm, I went to Florida last weekend. I took a trip uh, uh, this Thursday to California, to San Diego to visit Charles, who I brought in. He, Get a baby, so he's out of the church now too. He's uh, he's loving life as well. He's got a baby now, a little girl. They they named her Charlie after Charles. So visiting him in three days, but yeah, life is amazing. That's I've been awesome. able to tra- travel a lot, do my own thing, work out, be healthy, get sleep, and the anxiety is going to come back in some form, mm-hmm. shape, you know, whatever that may be. But once you, you know, know who you are and what you want, then you're going to be able to handle it that much better. So kind of like you said, you know, Jordan, you're like, yeah, I wouldn't be able to like 
yeah, just kind of get away, mother, right? Like, no, I'm not believing this. You can laugh it off. But no, you, you want to like, meaning laugh it off like this is a joke. Yeah, right. I don't need this in my life. Yeah. You know? In the same way, it's good to be at that point where you know yourself, you know the truth in, within yourself to be able to make those, you know, kind of decisions for what you want in your life. Yeah. So I don't know if you're feeling like you're anxious and you feel like you're pressured and all this guilt trip all the time. Yeah. You ask yourself this question, just this one question. What part of yourself does not want to be happy? That's it. Like sit down, ask yourself who you are. What do other people look at you as? And what part of you does not want to be happy? Most importantly, what part does one be happy? Because yeah. a lot of members are not happy in that. And oh yeah, they may look like it when they come to church, but they're not. And well, I know I will. yeah, when you when you know the facts that they're often being forced into sh- putting on the happy face, um, you can't really trust the sincerity of it. Um, when things, emotions like depression and sadness, are taught from the pulpit to be suppressed and hidden and not brought to church, don't share it with your, with your, your closest friends within the church, which is a completely bizarre, unbiblical thing that we didn't get into much. But um, yeah, um, you have to put on a happy face when that's, when that's the case. Yeah, or you're rebuked. Yeah. And then you're, you feel more bad about yourself. You're like, well, why did I even come here in the first place? You know? Right. Uh, no, it's, yeah, it's... It's all, it's all an act. It's all deception. Like I mentioned, you asked me, what is the church, like the World Mission Society Church of God? It's a deceptive tactic at the end of the day. It's like, why, why are they continuously preaching to grow, 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 grow? When awesome. I almost said 144,000 is a literal number. And can, yeah, I don't know. There's so much that I can talk about, about their lives, about the, the Queen's Award and, they, they posted many other things, how they were the only ones to win these awards. And like, that's not true. They make themselves feel like we're the only ones like, no. And there's others. That's not true. Yeah. So all like at the end of the day, the Bible says, and I told this to the person that I was seeing, I was crazy. So I was still using Bible like verses to like explain. And that's, what's crazy. Like Jordan, I, I just want to like speak this because like I, I related a lot of that experience to the church because both emotions were tied together. Mm -hmm. I felt lied and and deceived. And I would, I quoted to her, I was like, if you can be, uh, if you can be honest or no, if you can be dishonest with very little, you'll be dishonest with very much. If Mm -hmm. you're honest with very little, you'll be honest with very much. And I bear, I hold truth to that. And the church of God consistently, as you can see, these are all lies that are built up. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And the Bible says that that's from Satan. So yeah, yeah, I mean, come on, guys. God does not lie. Yeah. The Bible literally says that God cannot lie. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Jeremy, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing this, uh, your story again, and and maybe we'll do another one. I, I'm sure you have so many things you could share with us, so many oh, facts, so many issues with the church. And, and um, you, I mean, you've already shared a lot of good material that's available in the, the I think there's three videos, but... Um, the, a couple of videos that you, you sent us that we posted where you shared the, the time check thing. And, um, so, so for those watching, if you want to hear some more of Jeremy's facts, there's some good ones <laughs> that he has issues with the church that I think things you probably haven't heard of, 
things that are undeniable that I think you kind of just have to close your eyes and plug your ears and just choose to ignore it if you want to stay in the church because yeah, there's, um, no de- <laughs> there's no denying it. Yeah, there's no denying the facts. Um, and all, all it takes, all it takes really, it takes, it doesn't even, I don't think, take a lot of research. It just takes kind of dip your finger in a little bit to what the facts are. And and there's just, there's a mother load of information out there. I mean, whether it's, whether it's Ong Song Hong's book where he refutes Mother God or or the the failed prophecies, the the Ong Song Hong's end of the world prediction, predictions, the removal of Ong Song Hong's uh, three chapters from the Green Book, um, the things you talk about, you know, the time machine. I mean, there's just time machine. Am I saying that right? Oh, the way back, way back machine, time, time machine. You know, yeah, yeah, I, I got yeah. Back to the Future on my mind, but great <laughs> movie. Yes, right, Marty McFly. Marty McFly. Uh, but anyways, there's this. What I'm what I'm saying is that there is so much information out there. There's there's so many, uh, so many different areas where I feel like this this one this one piece of information is enough to completely demolish the church but it's not that there's just one piece of information it's like there's this strong of evidence over here and over here and and about this and this and this and it's just it's everywhere and so just do the research yeah and at the end of the day it's you know it goes back into trusting yourself and loving yourself if if you're not going to owe it to yourself to fact check what you're devoting your life to, how can you say you truly love yourself? Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're already on here researching and the church says not to do that, then really just further your research and do it all so that you can confirm for yourself. Have that, uh, you know, uh, that intuition with that confirmation. That's really it. Mm-hmm. And doing research is not, it's not going to kill you spiritually. It's, it's not eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that's a misuse. And another great example of manipulation that this group does, they manipulate you with fear. And yeah, it's abusive. It really is. It's abusive. It's like, yeah, it's like the, the abusive. Yeah. It's like the abusive husband who has all this evidence against himself hidden in the closet. And he's like, don't you go ever, don't never go to that closet. If you go to that closet, like I've, I've rigged it with dynamite, it's going to explode. And ultimately it's not about that. He's not worried about you. He just knows if you open that closet, it's going to be bad for him. And that's the same thing with this group. It's like, they're not, they're not concerned about you dying spiritually. They're not concerned with you eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They're concerned with you finding out that they're a fraud, that they're fake that Ong Song Hong isn't who he's, who they think he is and who they teach he is. Ong Song Hong didn't think about himself what they say about him. Um, he didn't think about mother what they say about, what they say he did. Um, and they don't want you to open the doors to that closet. That's like really the best analogy I've heard about that. Like, <laughs> like it's like, don't go in that closet. Like, yeah, like you ever see the show Dexter on Netflix? Like, it's pretty much like Dexter in the closet yeah. and they're just telling them, don't go in there. Of course, you're going to want to look, right? but no, really don't, don't have that fear. And you're a grown up. These people that are making these comments, like, well, where do we go? Where should we go? Hey, you're in a place right now. Worry about that and make sure that's right. Do, yeah. do your research in the place you're at first. Mm-hmm. If that's not right, then continue to, to yep. research. But just listen to them telling you like, 
where are you going to go besides the woman's section of God? That's an abusive husband to, saying to a wife. It is, yeah. What, yeah. What do you exactly. have to where are you, yeah. where are you going to go? Who's going to yep. take care of you, right? Like, that's the same exact Yeah, and, and it goes back to just thinking less about yourself. It's like that passive passive way of saying you're not enough, you're not there's nothing else and it, yeah, it, it's just the the manipulation and the the emotional abuse is is ridiculous. Um but I think with that point, I know there's a lot of that's that is the fear of a lot of people and I get that question a lot is like where else will we go? Like, what what else are we supposed to? What other church? And I just think you would be shocked to know the deep biblical teaching that is available in other places. The and I, I was saying this today to to a, a former member I was talking to that the idea that the WMSCOG has a monopoly on deep Bible teaching uh, on profound ways of understanding the Bible is ridiculous. It's bogus. Um, and so um, I'm not claiming to have super deep and uh, profound Bible knowledge or anything, but it's definitely my goal with Great Light Studios to not only make anti-WMSCOG videos, but I'm, I'm trying to put out regular content where I'm just teaching the Bible. I'm teaching just, just things about the Bible, teaching about who Jesus is, what the gospel is. Um, and so that that's if nothing else it's a place to start if you want to leave the group just check those things out if you don't i think there's probably better places to go with better resources um but that's a start and so all that to say there is there are other places don't listen to that abusive husband who's who's trying to make you afraid to leave him and to to, to try to manipulate you into staying into this terrible relationship uh with the fear that you're not going to have anywhere else to go because that's yeah. not true. And yeah, can I just like say like something about that? It's yeah, like, please do. Me, me. When I first, they they always say that. And when I first left the church, that really, really, like I said, I was diagnosed with all of these, you know, uh, PTSD, paranoid uh, disorder, uh, anxiety, and depression. And you know, then that same emotion came up the second time, but this time I was ready for it. And I let, I was able to let go. I trusted myself. I said, Hey, I know what I want. I love myself and I don't want this in my life because, you know, once you have that trust in yourself, that intuition to make the decisions for yourself to be happy, then everything letting go is going to be that much more easy. But at the end of the day, first, yeah, do your research and trust in yourself. You know, like, you know, God wants us all to think for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's why the men that were preached in Acts, what every day apostle Paul had to study with them to prove what he was saying is true. Mm -hmm. So they continue to question him. How yep. do we know you're telling the truth? Right. They always ask questions. So uh, yeah, that's just, that's funny. yeah, that's good. That's uh, I think it's acts. I, I think 17 or 18, one of the two. Let me pull that up. That's worth pulling up. 17, just to read 17, the, two to four. 17, two. Okay. I'm just, I think it's just worth pulling that up. Um, See, and, and just a quick side note, they tell you that you forget, like, the Bible when you leave, like, the church. Like, no, I remember all, like, the teachings. Still. Yeah, yeah, you haven't lost, you haven't lost the truth. No. Yeah, and I can vouch for that. I know you and, and others like Kelsey and, and, I mean, they know it, they know the teachings like the back of their hand, probably better than yeah. a lot of current members yeah. still. Um, but it's, uh, that scripture was Acts 17, uh, 10. So, 
okay. says, uh, the brothers sent Paul and Silas away to Berea. On arriving there, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now the brands were more noble-minded than the Thessalonians, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if these teachings were true. So it 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 says the Bereans were noble. It, it commends the Bereans as being noble because they didn't just take what Paul said and swallow it blindly, but they went to the scriptures, they went and checked it, they fact-checked Paul with the evidence. And, and the Bible itself commends them and says that that action of fact-checking Paul, this is the Apostle Paul that they're fact-checking. And the Bible doesn't say, oh, they're just going to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and they should just have faith. They should just believe. No, it says that was a noble thing for them to do, to hear it, and then to go away and examine it with, with the facts and see, does this line up with the facts? If it doesn't, then they would have thrown it away. And again, they would have been commended for doing that. Um, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with checking the facts. I think this is your life, right? This is people, you're giving your lives away. You're giving your time away. You're giving your money away. In many cases, you're giving your families away. Um, you owe it, if nothing else, you owe it to yourself to type in a couple sentences in Google is Ong Song Hong, you know, what, whatever it is, I don't know what, what words you type in, whatever your questions are, and just, just see, just read one article and, and, and see if you don't think maybe there's some issues with this group. There's a lot of issues. Yeah, yeah right. A lot of issues. <laughs> yeah, just go to Google and yeah, yeah. exactly. Just, the examining website's great. I got to check out the one you told me about. Just yeah, like and I'll... That. I, I know I butchered the the name of it, but I'll I'll put I'll put it in the description because it it does especially for those who are wanting like the Bible I think the Bible arguments of the WMSCOG. If you want good answers for those, I think this is going to be a good place to go. So yeah, I mean it's just like I they, it's at the end of the day what I don't understand is all these facts and evidence are coming out right, and members still want more evidence you know what i mean that's abuse that's that's so there's two people there's the victim and the blame right so the blame is the leaders right of the church of god blame you guys sin in heaven you guys you know you hide hide and preach and then the victim mentality right yeah you know where am i gonna go like if i leave here or you know just like in any abusive relationship well you know they like for example husband and wife the wife will say well he provides for me he's good with the kids and you know mm-hmm. he, he may hit me a few times but it's okay mm-hmm. no that's like not that's not okay, okay. yeah it's not at all no. the fact that you have to justify the actions to begin with that's mm-hmm. not okay and that's the church of god mm-hmm. you guys are condoning that they lie there's so many things so many yeah. things so many no that that's a great analogy as well because that reminds me of like when i when i mean i'll bring up you'll bring up one of those solid points that's just like this is not okay this 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 one little piece of information should if thought about objectively and logically cause you to drop the WMSUG. I mean, for instance, one thing I think about is is going back to the idea of mother and when she doesn't know members' names, when she knows nothing about them. And the response I'll usually hear for, for that is, well, she's in the flesh and she's she's in human form. And so, you know, in the same way Jesus laid aside certain things, uh, he laid aside his deity. And I, the, the ex- I think just the excuses that they'll begin to give 
are are such a great example of what you just said. Where, um, yeah, it, it, it just shows the abuse that they're the the amount of evidence. It should be enough. It should be enough to make them just drop it. Um, but it's well, what did the Bible say? God said in Deuteronomy, if any prophet or dreamer tells you something that does not come true, yes, don't listen to me. Didn't right. say give them a hundred chances. Yeah. Yeah. See if it happens. Next, yeah. Right. One time. One yeah. time. Yep. Yeah. God. God doesn't lie. Yeah. Yep. They'll use the prophecy of Jonah in Nineveh and be like, "Well, God changes mind here." It's like, come on. Like, there's a difference between like Jonah's story being swallowed in the belly of a big fish for three days and three nights versus somebody saying that they're the only ones to win some award and all these other lies about suing. Like, there's levels to stuff, right? Like, there are. Yeah. Pathological, yep. compulsive yep. lie, and they often yeah. will they'll yeah to defend evidence or to to defend an argument against them like that they'll they'll start comparing apples to oranges and they'll say you know they'll 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 kind of like <laughs> you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah that's that's what we're taught to do yeah if you don't know how to answer I'm just gonna try and stump you with something yeah like that. right that really makes no sense but it's like you somehow force it to, yeah, it's... Well, think about it, because well, you'll say, right, the Bible says one God, explain that to me. Well, think of an egg, right? There's an egg and a yolk. Wait a minute. No, you shouldn't have to... Like, wait, yeah. Wait, you're telling me God's an egg. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. So are we, are we pagan too? Because, I don't know, I'm just saying, like... <laughs> Like he says, apples to oranges. And like, yeah. no, we can't use an analogy. The Bible says many different places, one God. The Jewish people, they pray to one God. Yeah. They like they love to use Elohim 2,500 times. <laughs> Why don't the Jews believe in like two gods? Right. No, they're like the they're the like the OGs of like, you know, like they would know the Hebrew term. You would think so. so. Like, you know, but yeah, yeah, I don't know why no one's ever actually brought that up. Why yeah. Jewish believe in that? Yeah. Well, that's a good if, question. If, if that's an argument. Yeah. Why is, why is, why is no right? There's no writings about that by the rabbis or the, you know, any, any, yeah. his, even the extra biblical teachings. Um, and that, that should put up some red flags. Yeah, no, because that's an argument they use. And they'll say, well, mother was not supposed to be revealed in the last day. But if that's true, then. Then why use Elohim in the first place that you guys say is used 2,500 times in the Old Testament when the prophecy of her to be revealed is the last days? It doesn't add up. Yeah. And the Jewish people, they don't believe in that. So, yeah, I don't. I, that's a good question I would ask the pastors if you guys are watching. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I'd love, I wish, I wish I could get a pastor or a deacon just to come on and have a, a conversation sometime. That'd be fun. And, and they, they won't. They, they won't. won't. Yeah. Uh, no, it, I know they won't. Like, <clears throat> no and uh if they do yeah. then that probably means they are leaving the group you know or they're they're yeah. stepping outside of it to to make that step i i don't know why they uh they they won't like uh at least give their side right yeah I mean, that's and that's what i wish like i'm not saying i say so i can just like blow them out of the water like they're i would probably have a hard time you know i'd probably have to go away and like i probably wouldn't be able to answer everything i probably have you know, I, I would, they'd probably beat me in some points too. And, and I would have to go away and, and do a little bit more studying. I, I would just love to have a conversation and say, well, Hey, I would, I, I, would, 
I would love to be a part yeah. of that because then I can just spit it right back. Like yeah. all, all their teachings, honestly, I like I, I like really thought about all this like when I left, and it's all like subjective going to all these different verses and yeah. you can break it down so, like i want i'm curious to the website you mentioned um with uh kind of a deeper level to it um to see kind of his thoughts on it as well because mm-hmm. uh yeah i've never heard that website and i'm very intrigued cool. yeah well it'll be it'll be in the link uh linked in the description of the video so well nice, i'm man. i'm sure there's so much more we could talk about um yeah that maybe we can right. save for another another day but um yeah, I really appreciate you coming on, doing this. Um, look forward to to more in the future. It's been fun having you jump into those Zoom meetings when we did those several months ago. Oh, yeah, maybe I we'll do awesome. one of those in the future. Yeah, that was on a Sunday. Uh, Today is Monday though, so I gave up Monday night football for everybody to come and help. Oh, those nice. Show. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And yeah, it's gonna be a good time. So hey, I'm I'm excited. If anyone has questions, like yeah, ask Jordan like biblically, yep. or if you need help with, there's a lot of people who called me actually. I I don't know. Um, if you gave them my like uh, or maybe tag me in comments, but you know whether you mm-hmm. want to just talk and yes. have an ear to listen to. And and I was gonna mention this, um, <clears throat> but I think this is something that maybe we could, we could do sometime soon. Is I th- I thought it'd be fun maybe to get you and and maybe even Kelsey to like do a live Q and A video, and so we can maybe schedule it out a, a week or a couple weeks so people kind of know. And then whether it's former members or current members, you know, we can let the current members try to stump you, and we can let the former members ask questions for encouragement. Um, but I just, I think that would be kind of a fun thing to do. So maybe we'll set that up. Kelsey is super smart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I'm down. Uh, let me know whenever that is, uh, scheduled up and, uh, yeah. Also like, uh, and, um, if you guys are part of the church, like, please, you know, share it. And also if you're, uh, you know, coming across this video, either from another church or cult share, if you know somebody that's in a cult, like share these videos with them too, because a lot of the cults out there, like all operate the same in mm-hmm. me, you know, it's, it's good if you share because it's not their cult, like say it's like a, a Mormon or something, right? Still share this video with them yeah. because they'll be all, oh, wow. Like I'm experiencing these same exactly. things. So these videos can help people all around the world. The emotional experiences will be yeah. similar and there'll be a lot, yeah. so much it, that you can relate to across the board. Yes. It's better psychologically speaking because they are not going to feel attacked on guard. Like if you, if I was in the church still and you sent me a video about it, I'm completely like whoa, whoa, whoa. But if it's like a Jehovah Witness, I'm going to be like, Haha, let's see what yeah. these false prophets are about. But then I start to relate about yes. it, and I'm like, whoa. Yes. So that's why. That's I'm good. So share the video. There you go. Good. Thanks yeah, for that plug. Exact. Point being, share <laughs> like the video. Yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, thanks again for having me on and uh yeah we'll do the q a whenever uh you guys want to yeah going. we'll do that yeah. i'll we'll, we'll just plan on doing that so that'll be fun awesome well hey you have a great night jordan everyone else like uh be safe out there and, and uh yeah any questions yeah just comment below all right thanks all right, jeremy guys. you have a good night bye-bye you have been listening to the great light podcast To find more information and resources, or to watch our films, go to greatlightstudios.com or find us on Facebook and YouTube.
If you want to support this program and partner with the Ministry of Great Light Studios, you can do so through our website. There you can also find both video and audio versions of this podcast.